genre. Public Archives, where we discuss the history and legends of Galaxy Far, Far Away. I'm your host, Tim Garcia. And I'm your other host, Gary Roby. How's it going, other host? I'm uh, doing well. How are you? It's, uh, you well. know, it's funny because, like, I know that I talk to you, like, often, but when we sit down to record, it feels like it's like, oh, I'm hanging out with Tim. Like, I haven't talked to Tim in, like, two weeks. Yeah. We, <laughs> we try to avoid each other, mostly. Yeah. Jeez, um, this guy. Can't stand it. But yeah. Um... Yeah, it's cool. How uh, especially are you? for How these you uh we got another we got another banter episode today. Yeah. So uh not it's sort of loosely structured, not a not a deep dive this time. Yeah, I have a couple loose bits of news, but like you've been reading stuff, I've been reading stuff, we've both watched stuff, so Yeah. Have a little um, bit to talk about. Yeah, so uh yeah, so if you're if it's your first time listening, uh we do these every Two weeks, uh, one mm-hmm. episode's kind of a deep dive where we go into uh, a specific piece of Star Wars uh, story. Media? You know, yeah. media. Some mm-hmm. sort of... We, we've, what have we done? We've done a comic. We've, we've done, done almost every sort of media TV you shows. can do. Yeah, we did, the, we did the radio drama. We did the plot of... Uh, we did the campaign from Star Wars Battlefront 2. We've done a lot of stuff at this point. We've done, yeah, we've done quite a bit. Um, we need to, I, I kind of, I have it in my like completionist mind that we need to do like every form of media we can think of. So we need to do I really, a movie, Tim. We haven't done a movie yet. We haven't done a movie um, yet. Yeah. We already know what we're doing next week, which we'll talk <laughs> yes, about. Yes, we do. The, or not in, in two weeks, I mean, but um, yeah, we need to do a movie and I really want to, I think it would be fun to put together a role playing game if we can find Ooh. someone who's done the Star Wars role playing game, Ooh, at least for a session. That could be fun. That could totally be, be fun. Cool. I bet you we could easily get Dueling Genre folks on board for that. Yeah. Um, it's a lot of work, though, so that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's down the line. <laughs> um, but yeah, that would be a media. I mean, then then we're kind of creating our own story, but yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we'll commit it to the archive anyway. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, so that would be cool. Um, but yeah, so uh, what what sort of Star Wars stuff you've been up to in the last, uh, I guess, well, last month? Yeah, in the last month, um, Star Wars Visions has come out, but we're going to talk about that later. Um, mm-hmm. So I watched Star Wars Visions. I'm going to go through it again and do like some notes for the eventual episode we talk about. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's the next one we're doing, guys. We're doing yeah. Star Wars we're Visions. Star Wars in, in Visions. Weeks, so. I think I think it came up like on our last episode that we were even thinking about doing some vision stuff. So um, I'm going to commit to that. Remember take some the notes. Things that I say. That. It's fine. It's been two weeks. Um. I committed to the archives so I don't have to remember. Yeah, there you go. It's the records there. You can go listen to it. Um, I also watched uh, Lego Star Wars uh, Tales of Terror. Is that what it's called? I I loved it. I watched it. Yeah, Terrifying Tales. It was Um, very fun. I really liked it. Um, It's very silly and very goofy. I like Grabala the Hut. Yeah, Grabala's great. Uh, Grabala just wants to make a theme park. Yeah, from uh, Darth Vader's castle. 
It's great. On it's Mustafar. fantastic. And it's I like how they kind of uh, split it up and it's kind of three little stories. Yeah, uh, definitely. And at first you're like, is this canon ish? Is this you know, real? Like, is this story true? And it it's it's quickly becomes no, it's not. Relax. Yeah, like, it's, it's definitely not. not true. The Wookiee <laughs> Paw was such an interesting story, though. Yeah, it was fun. I loved. Yeah. I loved. I'm sorry to spoil, but like, I loved the Wookiee Paw episode. Still having like Luke be the one to destroy the Death Star. Yeah, <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. Yeah, uh, with uh, yeah, where Luke basically Luke uh, gets everything he ever wishes, and so he becomes like this awesome Empire guy. Yeah, yep. it's great. Um, but yeah, I like that those Lego uh, those Lego shorts really feel like someone playing with Legos. Yeah, they're super they're super playful in a way that I really appreciate. I like have been meaning to go and watch. There's that Lego series, the Freemaker Adventures. Uh, that looks fun and I've heard good things about, but I haven't watched any of that. And then I think there's like a lot of different little Lego shorts. Right. Um, yeah, I, I really like the and I liked the holiday special they did last year. Yeah, that was really cute. Um, and then. Uh, what was I going to say? I really love Droid Tales. Oh, Droid Tales is awesome. That's one of my faves. I've rewatched Droid Tales. It's yeah, very me too. Fun. I've seen Droid Tales many times. <laughs> it's it's pretty funny. Good. It's cute. Um, but yeah, so this was just more Lego. If you kind of know, I don't know how Lego or when it started, but Lego sort of built like a a kind of a comedic brand. Yeah. Where I it's feel, like, I mean, it's interesting because I can think of. Were there like Lego spinoff, like besides sets, like pre the Lego games happening? Like I remember those early games being comedic, but not having actual dialogue in them. Uh, and they've like um, evolved into something else. Before those games, there were the Lego Island games that I had. Oh, um, I don't know those. And oh man, uh, you can YouTube them. They're uh, very simple games, but I was probably gosh, how old would I have been? Um, I, I don't know. I was I was very young, um, and so I loved the Lego Lego Island games. They're uh, uh, but they had they were very comedic and they were kind of your own characters and you were going through Lego Island and helping the townsfolk on Lego Island. Oh, that's fun. Uh, but yeah, it was. Gosh, I remember the this would have been for Windows game. 90, 95, 98, somewhere. Yeah, there. it originally came out in September 26, 1997. Yeah. Yeah. So I would have been eight when it came out, but that's probably not when I got it. I probably yeah, got sure. it when I was nine or ten. But I still love it. That's fun, though. Yeah. Um, but yeah, those were those were very like comedic, um, like humorous things that would happen. I, yeah, I just I generally just really like the tone that Lego um, like games and, and specials and shorts and things all like tend to have. Yeah. The other thing I always like about I don't know, it's something about the collector in me when mm. when you watch like Clone Wars or, or we watch Rebels and then you watch, let's say, one of the prequel movies. Uh-huh. Like, it's hard for me to picture, like, what does Ahsoka look like standing next to Hayden Christensen? Sure. Right? Because it's hard. It's like my brain has it in. Well, she's cartoon looking and he is like human looking. Yeah, definitely. And Hayden Christensen doesn't quite look like the 
the late the the, the Clone Wars version. Clone of Wars version. So you got to figure the the live action Ahsoka would not quite look like. That's you true, know, and we that. have seen the live action Ahsoka now. So well, now we well we've seen adult live action Ahsoka. That's right? true. Not like that is true. The uh, you know a younger version twenty years ago version. But yeah, so yeah, I, so that's what I like about Lego, and I also really liked the, um, I liked the what's it called the, what was this? What was that Disney Disney Infinity? Yeah, I liked all the uh-huh. little uh, action figures there because they were all in the same art style, so I could see kind of like. Oh, here's, you know, Luke with Ahsoka and like uh-huh. it just was it's kind of cool to like put them together, you know what I mean? And yeah, see them definitely. next to each other. And that's yeah. That's it's fun to say. just it's, like yeah, have a have a space where all of them can sort of like mesh together exist and feel on like the they same belong. plane. Yeah. Because otherwise they're in so many different media it's hard. Yeah. At that least makes for sense. me. Um but yeah. Speaking of speaking of um being a collector and like collector things, I I put uh, I put ver- one small thing in our note stock for a new Black Series figure that's coming out. Ah, uh, yes, because they're coming out with a George Lucas figure in Stormtrooper uh, equipment, and as well they should. It's incredible. Actually, this little article that that I linked that's from StarWars.com. Not only does it show off this like this this new black series figure. It does talk about all of the other George Lucas's figures that have been created in the past, yeah. which is very, which is very fun. Uh, I didn't realize there were so many, but apparently like the, this is the return of the stormtrooper George Lucas because they've done one of them before. So very funny. I wish his funny. armor was like plaid. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Yeah. But no, it's just, I mean, it seems like an easy one to do. I'm sure the original one came out because they're like, well, we already make a bunch, a billion of these stormtroopers. Why don't we just replace the head? Yeah. Yeah. We're just going to we're just going to make it look like George. Yeah. I mean, and then, of course, there's like the figure of him as the character he is in um, Revenge of the Sith. Oh, yeah. uh, Because he's um, Baron Papanoida. Yeah. That's fun. I always yeah, forget like, that he's that character, and then when I'm watching Clone Wars and we get to the episode he's in, I'm like, oh, yeah! Yeah, that's him. And then they have his daughter. No, his daughter wrote that episode, right? Yes, I believe right. so. Yeah. I think she also wrote... Because she, um, played, she played his daughter in the... Or Papa Noida's oh, daughter. Oh, that's fun. In the, okay. Right. I think she also wrote or, like, helped write, worked on a lot of the uh, Saj Ventress stuff that has come out. Okay. Um, which, I th- which I thought was interesting. I think I read, like, an interview with her from a while back. When I was um, reading Dark Disciple for the first time. Oh, yeah. love I like that one a lot. It's good. It's really solid. I wish there was more Ventress stuff. Hey, hey. So. Yeah. Speaking of more Ventress stuff, then. Um, there's a whole slate of new books that have been re- revealed and announced. But uh, this one, Brotherhood by uh, Mike Chen, is coming out May 10th. And it takes place during the Clone Wars on uh, Kato ne- uh, Neomoidia. Uh Obi-Wan gets dispatched because there was like an explosion on the planet and they're trying to the Trade Federation is trying to still maintain like neutrality. They it's not been revealed or whatever that they're working with the separatists yet. Uh-huh. And um, apparently when he gets there, uh, the little description says that 
he finds himself working against the separatists who hope to draw the planet into their conspiracy and senses the sinister hand of Asajj Ventress in the mists that cloak the planet. So I hope we get more Obi-Wan Asajj stuff in this book. Oh, yeah, that's great. Yeah, I love, so I think I love their relationship. Really yeah, that'll be cool. Yeah, that'll be cool. There's a couple other books that have been announced. Um, there's another Obi-Wan one that's called Padawan. That's about like when he and uh, when he first becomes the Padawan of Qui-Gon Jinn. That's interesting. Um, yeah, that one sounds interesting. Apparently, like they're supposed to go on a mission together. But when Qui-Gon doesn't show up, Obi-Wan just goes on his own. And uh, shenanigans are probably going to ensue. I don't know, really know where that plot is going to go. Um, and then there's a... I also kind of want to know what what kind of missions that Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan went on before. Yeah, it sounds like... Because there's no war going on, right? It's... Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It uh, it doesn't mention what the, what the mission is supposed to be. It just says, when Obi-Wan finally convinces Qui-Gon to take him on a mission to a remote planet, once explored by an ancient Jedi, his master doesn't show the morning they are to leave. So Obi-Wan impulsively takes off by himself. Seems so, like a Qui-Gon test, but that's... Yes, it does. Yes, it absolutely yeah. does. Mm -hmm. So we'll see what happens. I did like um, Master and Apprentice, the Claudia Gray one from a few years ago. Okay. That was uh, also a Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon story, but took place much later after he right. had already been his apprentice for a few years. So I think this is going to be an even younger Obi-Wan that we've seen. Yeah. I don't know. I read the... I wish there was more... But I read the limited comic series about a young Anakin. Oh, that was like fun. it was like uh, like teenage Anakin on a, on like adventures with Obi-Wan. I like that. That's cool. Um, and it was kind of like it kind of explored how like. Anakin had two like basically teachers at the time. It was yeah. Obi-Wan and then it was Palpatine and like he would kind of kind of go kinda back both, and forth. Uh -huh. Yeah. Which like, Interesting. Um, I want to read more of the comics because I know there's a lot of good like story in there. Yeah, there's a bunch of comics I want to read. Um, yeah. But yeah, maybe, yeah, I might have to start doing that, especially the uh, High Republic stuff. As I just finished Rising Storm, literally nice. about two hours ago. So, how do you feel after finishing Rising Storm? Um, I liked it a lot more. So for it was uh, so for those of you who don't know, there's like flagship books with every High Republic era. Yeah. Um and the first one was Light of the Jedi. Uh and we talked a bit about of it about it on the podcast actually. Yeah, we did. Um We had um Nick Jimenez on for that yeah. episode. Yes, we did. Um So yeah, so we uh so yeah, so we talked about Light of the Jedi. Uh Rising Storm is the next book, um like a flagship book. And uh if you read, it sounds like if you read all the flagship books, you kind of get the gist of what's going on in the High Republic. Yeah. Uh, but then there's all the other, like, ancillary, like, there's comics. and A lot of Padawan uh, stories young in adult the other books. books and, uh -huh. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, it does seem like a lot of Padawan stories. Like, I Yeah, mean, I a, think because all the other stuff, other than the those two adult novels, all the other books have been either young adult or middle grade. Yeah. So they're all about, like, the younger generation, basically. I see. Um, and you kind of feel, I feel like in Rising Storm, there's definitely moments where you feel like, oh, there's definitely another story going on here that we're not it's, seeing. It's, it's almost obnoxious sometimes. Yeah. Not, every like, time he talks to Vernestra, I'm like, oh, she's doing stuff. Like something's happening with her right now. Yeah. But um, even like, like, I think there was an, there was a chapter at towards the end of the, well, all the stuff with the, 
What's the what are they called the 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 tree things that are like trying to Oh, the Drengear. The yeah. Drengear. Yeah. Um that's like all young adult novel stuff. Yeah, that like. all comes from uh the Drengear come from Out of the Dark, which is the uh uh Claudia Gray, a higher public okay. book that came back back in um back in fe- uh, January, I think is when that one came out. It's funny, there's like the the we talked about um the Higher Republic kind of has three main Jedi. Yes. And in the first oh, one... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, we talked... Uh, Gary and I talked about this uh, off-air, which you can bring we it did. up here. Um, but uh, there's, like, three main Jedi. There's Avar Chris, and she was a main main part of Light of the Jedi. Yeah, she's the one who, like, is in charge of Starlight Beacon, which is, like, the big Jedi outpost space station at the edge of the outer rim or whatever yeah and she ne- she wasn't necessarily um she wasn't necessarily always that like we see her get that towards the end of light of yeah the that's Jedi, true but, but i think that's um, like i think when she's introduced it's like okay well this is going to be like the position no, remember she'll be someone else was happens. going to be but then oh. a great disaster happened oh you're right okay this does make sense you're um, right. that great anyway. disaster happened so early in that book that i Forgot it, it takes a long it. time for the great disaster to happen. I mean, I mean it, it was happens like, over the it course happens, of a long but it's time. like the first third of the book. That's true. You're the right. Great disaster happened. Um, yeah, anyway, yeah, so you're Avar right. Chris, it's after she say, okay, I remember what happens there. She's very noble. She's very like. Uh, it feels like she almost has like a regal quality to her. She sometimes. does, um, and she. She's yeah, she she definitely like is a play by the rules, but she the she also has like battle meditation like yeah, like uh, Bastila does in the United States Republic stuff. Um and one of the things I like about reading the books, especially a book books in the High Republic where there's a lot of force users. Yeah. Um they really get into how the force feels to a Jedi. Yes. And that's that's the only like way you could do that is through a book, right? Yeah, all that really... interiority that you can get that's not going to come across on like screen necessarily. Yeah. Or even yeah, a, a comic could do it to a degree with you know like text. hot bubbles, I guess. Yeah, or no, like the you know the um, what is it called? Uh, the text that kind of sets what's going on. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah. but anyway, so you you kind of do it there, but that's you know still kind of the book but the book can really do it it can really be like oh he sensed this he felt the hairs on his arm you know kind of go up yeah. and um avar sees the forest like a song i think so that's she really kinda, interesting which she sees she senses when when notes are out of tune that's kind of how she goes here it's it's really interesting kind of going through all the different yeah. um and then there's um elzar man I love Elzar Man so much, Tim. Elzar Man is he's kind of a seat your pants. Yeah. Uh, he very wants impulsive. To, very impulsive, but very like like I wanna save as many people and they always yeah. I think they say in Light of the Jedi, he never wants to use the force the same way twice. Uh-huh. So he's always experimenting, he's always doing new weird things, he's improvising and um but he's, you know, he's different kind of good Jedi. Uh, yeah. And then there's still... He describes in- the Force. I think he sees the Force as like an ocean, like a vast ocean that you can dive into. Um, Constantly being able to pull out new things or like there's always going to be enough yeah. for him to like play around with and experiment right. and do his stuff. Um, and then he's got, you know, the negative part of being in a yes, vast ocean. Um, yes, he does. Yes, he does. 
but anyway, so he, uh, yeah, we won't spoil any of Rising Storm. This will be a spoiler-free review. So yeah, my spoiler-free review was is pretty good. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, no, but uh, Stellan Geos here. Stellan Geos is very cool. <laughs> he um, he's very he's very much the Obi Wan Kenobi. I feel like of the, that makes sense of the three. Um, he got he recently got put on the council. And he's still kind of not sure about how it goes to be on the high council. Yeah. Um, he's, you know, he he's, I don't know, I love him. He's very much like a, I'm trying my best, I'm going to be regal. Yeah. He wants to be a teacher more than anything. He, he wants, wants to be a to teacher teach. so bad. And now that he's part of the council, people look to him as like, he's the youngest member of the council, I think. And people look yeah. at him like almost a celebrity right now. And yeah. He seems very off put by that, but is like doing his best. And he's just like, just get me back to the temple. Get me some younglings. Get me some Padawans. Yeah. And it's funny because there's the the other like, um, so those are like the main three Jedi that they found. But the other Jedi that they follow is a Padawan named Bel Zedifar. I love Bel Zedifar. And he's, you see him grow a lot um, mm-hmm. without spoiling, spoiling Light of the Jedi. But um, something happens in Light of the Jedi that makes him grow a lot into Rising Storm. Yes. Um, and he also gets a charhound, which is great. I love uh, Ember. Ember uh, is a dog that breathes fire, and she's is the always best. by. She's always by Bell's side. Um, but you see, when in Rising Storm, when uh, Stellan meets Bell, yeah, it's like Bell or Stellan's immediately drawn to like I another Padawan here. You know, like <laughs> let this me teach is, you. Let me teach. Let me like hang out with you and like. It's very cool. Oh, it's like cute. How very, I love like, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, I, I really like it. Um, the Nihil are, are a great bunch of villains. They, they do such a good job of making them intriguing politically. Yeah. Because they, they could just be, you know, big dumb pirates. And a lot of them, like I would say a good chunk of them are big a good dumb chunk pirates. chunk of them are. Like that's all they used to be, but it feels like very much that Martian Rowe, they're the eye, the, the leader yeah. uh, of their group definitely has like a plan in motion and right. wants them to be more of an organized force. And, and there's his, his top people, the storm runners. Yeah. They're all, you know, vying for power and trying to outmaneuver each other. And, uh, you know, double crossing each other, but sometimes, you know, forming a light alliances triple crossing each other. And yeah, it's just super fun. Like it's one of those things where there's never a part of the book where I'm like, Oh great. These people, you know, like where even in like game of Thrones, you know, you get to a chapter and you're like, okay, it's another one of these chapters. All right. I got to slug through this. Yeah. So I can get to this stuff, but it was like, yeah, you're dealing with the Jedi and you're like, Oh yeah, these guys are all cool. And then they, they move over to um, the Nihil, and you're like, oh, man, what's going to happen next with these guys? Um, so, yeah, Ri- Rising Storm was great. I-, I think I liked it better than Light of the Jedi, honestly. Yeah, I'm um, I'm excited for whatever the next one is. I don't remember the title, but I believe it's a Claudia Gray adult novel that's Ooh. out in the beginning of the year next That'll year. That'll probably be my first one that I read by her, and she's been doing tons of Star Wars stuff. She's so done quite I'm a bit. Uh, the thing that I always, the hole in my... Claudia Gray um, sort of reading is that I haven't read Lost Stars yet, and that's supposed to be one of like 
a lot of people that I know that have read it say it's one of their favorite Star Wars books that has come out because it's like um, a Romeo and Juliet style love story. But one of the one of the um, one of the members of the couple is uh, part of the Empire and the other one has fled and joined the rebellion and they continue to meet across the battlefield over the course of the original trilogy. That's cool. Yeah. And I've heard really good things about it, but I haven't gotten around to it. But yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not even committing to any more. Like, I don't even I re, I listen to the audiobooks. Um, and by the way, if you're a Star Wars fan and you're wondering how to get to any of the books, the audiobooks for Star Wars are great. So good. They're really, they have music really good. Cues and sound effects. And, and like they, all they always that get stuff. like good narrators that can do voices. Um, I think what is his name? Mark Thompson did. Mark Thompson's a, a brilliant, brilliant. He He's been doing it for so long. So good. Um, there's oh, man. Uh, some audiobooks are very funny. Some audiobook parts are very funny, but um, he does he he does all the voices in this one. He does um, like uh, like he does like the like he, he he does it in a way where you're like, yeah, that's Elzar. Like I can yeah. tell yeah. when he says it. Oh, that's Elzar's voice, and that's Stellan Geos's voice, and that's Avar. That's the thing. Voice. The thing that's really impressive is like if you have a guy like that who's really good at doing uh, voices and. Um, and narration, the like compelling narration, because I feel like that's where you can get really like dull. Um, you can follow a conversation that happens between multiple characters, even if there isn't necessarily like narration about who's speaking for every line. Right. And and it doesn't always it's it sometimes does get confusing when you're reading, too, because you're just like, I don't know who's saying what. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, but no, he he does it excellently. Um and but there's still there's some funny parts like when there's a character and I can't he's the archivist. Um, what's his name? Oh, yeah. Um, um, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. He is like this big amorphous blob slug. Not even a I slug. love him. He's so cool. He has. Uh, he had he he. What's his name? Hang on. He makes me think of the Orbe- Orbelin from... is his name. Orbelin. Yeah. Um, hang on. I'm pulling him up. He lives in a containment suit. He is an Ugor, which Ugor. is U-G-O-R. Uh-huh. Um, and he lives in a containment suit that, like, keeps him in there. Uh, and at one point during a fight, the containment suit gets ripped and he, like like blobs out like it's like this is such a weird cool i like i want to see an ubor in one of the movies because they could do it awesome they honestly probably could have done it like 30 years ago and it would have looked terrible but hilarious it would have been terrible but great but great tim ugors sprout pseudopods that perform the functions of limbs and they exude, they exude an unpleasant smell. Great. Ubers. Commit those Let's to see. the archive. Yeah, we need them. Um, we do. Oh, they're only in High Republic. So they guess. Wait, no. No, 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 no. Oh, Tim, what'd you find? Star Wars. They were in Solo. Oh. Where was the. Where were they in Solo? I don't know. I remember Vivica. I'm looking through this. What did, uh, yeah, I can't find it. Ugors in the galaxy. Nope. Argic. 
Hargik was a male Ugor who worked in a factory owned by Ubrikian Industries in Coronet City on the planet of Corellia. He would have been at the beginning? Um, yeah, he would have been on Corellia, just like probably in a background shot. Look at him. He's got he's got his hands. Why does he wear gloves and why does he have them in a fist? I don't know. Oh, because of the what did you call them? The pseudopods that yeah. grow out to there you go. He needs to he needs to grow out five. I feel like if I had a pseudopod that could grow out into whatever shape I wanted it to, I would not make it in a hand with five fingers. Uh they were present in the Coronet spaceport. Oh, okay. Yeah. I'll have to watch the beginning of Solo and try to find the Ugor. I guess so. I want Keep an eye out for Hargik. I want him to I want it to be like, oh, he got hit by the by Solo's speeder when they're like uh, running through there and he just explodes into a blob. Which be fine. But, but he's fine because he's just a blob. I yeah. do like Orbelin, though. Hey, give me any weird alien. Like, give me the weirdest aliens oh, man, you can think please. of. You know what I mean? I love it. Like, uh, isn't there? What... There's also. Oh, you probably won't know him. Um, There is a Jedi who is on Starlight that is um responsible for like where they keep all this sh- all the ships they like loan out ships to jedi that need them and things like that like he like runs mm-hmm. the the shipping dock and he's like a storm cloud him and he refuses to give verdestra Rowe a ship because she keeps crashing them and <laughs> i think he literally like electrocutes somebody at one point it's kind of great that's really funny i'll see if um... i can no, yeah, that's great, but he should definitely be a Nihil. Oh, yeah, absolutely. At least a mascot, a Nihil mascot. Because the Nihil all have, like, storm imagery. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember yeah, his I name. I barely know Vernestra Rowe. She, she shows up on Valo during an incident. Yeah, um, she's the she's Stellan's former Padawan and the youngest Jedi Knight in like generations. Oh, wow. Um, She also has her she has modified her lightsaber so it can be a whip. So she's cool. I like her. She is her seems, own Padawan now. That seems uh, weird. I don't know if I like that. I think it's I I give me stupid lightsaber designs. I love all the weird lightsaber I'm, I'm designs. I'm for lightsaber designs, but as soon as you make it a whip, it's no longer a saber. That's that's true. They don't call it saber when it's in that form, but it's the same. It's still constructed of the same material, right? It's still. Uh, I don't know. Like, like the, the the ways the lightsabers are made are dubious at best. So like. Yes. Like, I just don't understand how do you tinker with the emitter and it becomes, I don't know. I don't 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 know. I don't like that. I think it's cool. I think it's cool. I like it. (laughs) We could be on opposite sides of this. That's fine. I'm anti light whip. I am anti uh, helicopter double bladed lightsabers from Rebels. Uh, You should watch. You should watch the first episode of Visions because. Okay. no, no, no. Visions can do whatever it wants. Okay. That's different. Sure, Visions, sure, Tim. Visions isn't canon. Um, I'm so dubiously curious about like how it fit because yeah, I agree with you. Visions, especially as a whole, um, doesn't feel like it could be canon because there's so many different conflicting things that are going on. Um, but I'm reading Ronin right now, 
And there are things that are that are happening in Ronin that feel like they could be canon. And I, I, I don't know. I have no idea. Like, I'm pretty how, sure what, they said that it all wasn't canon. Like, when I'm it pretty came sure out. they did too. Um, they like I we did an event. The bookstore I worked for did an event with the author, uh, and and they were in conversation with their editor, and they talked a bit uh, about like not being beholden to canon in the same way. But then, like Emma talked a lot about like still wanting to like make room in that space, like not to go completely off the rails and do total crazy banana pants things. Yeah. I don't know. Like, I don't know if if anything that's established in this book will end up making an appearance in some canon thing in some form or another later on. Right. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I yeah, that's a good point. They could make stuff canon later. But for now, for now, it is I'm not like, canon. I, and well, so the, well, the reason I get like like visions isn't canon is because I want more stuff like this. That's yes, like, me this too. isn't this isn't canon. Do whatever you want. Me make too. some weird Star Wars story. Just don't like just do whatever you want. Don't worry there's about like if there's super things. cool Sith. We'll talk bandit. about it. We'll talk about it. David. Okay. Hurt. Okay. <laughs> we're gonna do an episode literally in two weeks. I don't know if we're gonna talk about this. If we're gonna talk about this episode in that episode, we can bring it up then. Anyway, though. Okay. That's the time. She has a six-bladed parasol. Nope. Done. Lightsaber. Done. 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 No. It's dope. No. <laughs> Dope. Remove I love that. It. <laughs> Edit it out. I refuse. I'm dropping you from the call. Oh, rude. Yeah. Rude. I'll anyway, I have been reading this book, and this book is your has been services very good. are no longer needed. I'll finish this <laughs> podcast on my own. Uh, I very much so. Yeah, I'm. I'm like ten chapters into Star Wars Ronin, which just came out on Tuesday. Um, of the week that people are hearing this, if you're listening to it when it drops, and. Uh, I'm enjoying it thoroughly. It follows the story of the first episode of Star Wars Visions, The Duel. And uh, it starts with basically like a retelling of what happened during The Duel and then continues his story from there. And I just I really like this like wandering Sith Ronin figure. He's very cool. I like his droid R556 a lot. That's very cool. Um, Yeah, it's been rad. Yeah. It'll be uh, when we go over, you can bring up a lot of stuff when we go over. Uh, yeah, totally. I'll be finished with it by the time we do that episode, yeah, I think. There you um, go. Back to what you were saying about people should listen to Star Wars audiobooks. Um, mm-hmm. Because this one is so heavily Japanese influenced, it the there are like traditional Star Wars music cues. But there's also just a lot of really great ambient like Japanese samurai music. And it's really fantastic for like setting the tone of like what the story is doing because it is so um unlike anything that we've gotten in the star wars universe before yeah the the audiobooks are great for that they do that they do the the sound effects they do which i sometimes obviously they've got like a director that does the whole project but the the when they do the sound effects too is it's like okay well he's about to say that the lightsaber is ignited and then you hear, but before he says that, you hear, and like, you know what is going on. Yeah. But like, you know, like, it's very cool. Um, but yeah, 
don't know. That's it's, a cool uh, job. I bet you that's a cool job putting together the audiobooks and like getting the sound effects and it's doing probably that. Cool. I imagine it's it's also probably a little stressful. Pro- oh, almost certainly. It's it's still like a project, right? It's, it's one still... thing to edit a podcast and a different thing to edit a twenty hour audiobook. Right, right, right. Yeah, and it's still like yeah, there's a lot that goes into it. You still yeah. have the oh, absolutely. You know. I mean, cool, I can't though. imagine like the, the, like doing Mark Thompson's job. Like he's just he he's in the recording studio for not twenty yeah. hours. He's probably in there for like what probably close to a hundred, maybe. Like probably? he's probably in there a long time. Actually, I bet you. I bet you it doesn't take him as long nowadays as it did when he started, right? Because I think he's been recording the audiobooks for right thirty okay, years how do you, or something. I want to I want to see like a behind the scenes because like there's a very fantastic interview with him that's on YouTube that I'll find for is you. Is there? Oh yeah, that'd be great. I'd love to. And then you can post it on on Twitter. Yeah, too. I'll, I'll include it in the um, episode description. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, because yeah, if the um, and then just post it on Twitter also. Why not? Yeah, totally. Uh, like hey. Day two. Yeah. We're talking about this. Like when we talked about uh, resistance last time, I posted yeah. the a picture of the car and the. <gasps> That's cool. I'm yeah. glad you did that. I saw uh, that. But uh, yeah, so um, but yeah, because he must read it first. Mm-hmm. Because there's assume, stuff. Yeah, he's almost. You have to read it first. At least the chapter. You read the chapter. Read the chapter first. that you're about to record. You can ask. You have like. Yeah notes about how things are pronounced or whatever. They probably is a discussion that happens with the author about certain things like that. Actually, um, I don't, I don't know if the author would be the right person to talk to about that. I don't know. I guess it depends on the story. Yeah. Right? But like there's some weird imagine, alien names. I imagine. Yeah, that's true. The nice thing about star Wars is I feel like it's a big galaxy or it's a really small galaxy. Uh huh. <laughs> Message me about my microscopic star Wars galaxy uh, theory, but, um, okay. <laughs> Great. Yes, please. Anyway, um, but it's a big galaxy. So like everyone kind of pronounces things a little bit differently. And the Star Wars original three movies set that up with Han. You've got, you know, Lando calling him Han. You've got everyone calling him Han. I like that Solo has gone back and made it like he's deliberately calling him Han because he knows it's wrong. I love that. I like that, too. But like, I kind of like that. But I also just like you just don't need it. It's just. No, it's just, yeah, like, not every, like, that was the thing that was kind of annoying sometimes with Solo. It's like, not everything needed to be explained. Yeah. I remember when Solo was coming out, I thought the the joke was that they were going to explain how he got his vest. <laughs> and they didn't quite, but they came close. Like, they, they did, like. They could have. They could have. I was, my joke was that he, it was once a jacket, and then he got it caught on something, and he lost both his sleeves. And Wait, like, does it? Does see, it, isn't there a point in that in that movie where Chewie tears someone's arms off and he like ends up wearing the I assumed that he wore like the discarded outfit. No, <laughs> he did not. But yeah, that would be that would be great. But no, it's just it's like everything was like explained like they're like and this is where he got his blaster and this is where, blah, 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 you know, it's yeah. just like, OK. OK, thank you. All right. I didn't um, actually need all these. answers. Yeah, but, but I mean, sure. it's still a fun movie, but. It was just okay. There's another thing that I do explaining. like Solo a lot. I, yeah, actually. it's a fun movie. It's still Star Wars, but it's still um, Star Wars, exactly. But uh, anyway, I can't remember why we were saying this. Where was I going uh, with this? Oh, uh, different pronunciations for different names. Oh yeah, and... yeah. So like, but yeah. So they've got uh, people calling her Leah in the first movie, and then they change it. You know, and then some people call her Leia. 
So it's yeah. just like, yeah, multiple people pronounce things differently. So I don't know if I need it's just a, happen that way. one way to pronounce everything. Like some people say Kashik, some people say Kazook. Um, Kazook is so weird to me. It's not spelled like that at all. Well, I'm sorry. It was first <gasps> pronounced on screen as Kazook, so. Okay. I believe you. <laughs> You'll see. You'll see uh, when we do the holiday special, which we Fantastic. Have to, which we have to do. You're we will. Well, yeah, that, that's got to. We've probably got. Yeah, we've probably got to record that sometime in the next couple months. Yep. It'll be like one of our. No, it's near... next. Uh, it's going to be next month. Yeah. Life you're Day right. is on the 17th. Oh, so it's just going to be the thing that we do after visions, right? Like, is that just. Yeah, I guess that's true. How that has to I happen. Guess there we go. Yep. I think I think that has to happen. Okay, we'll make it. Yeah. We'll make it work. It'll be good. Yeah, you have to come over and watch it. We'll get some. Yeah, wings. that'll be super fun. Real time sake. I haven't even been. I haven't seen your new place, even though you've been down here for like months now. Yep. I've kept that'll the happen. anti-Gary ward up, so you haven't been able to make it. You're gonna break through it. No, you don't know Just the incantation. Figuring it um, out, Tim. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Um. Yeah, so yeah, anyway, Rising Storm, good. Rising Storm is good, yeah. Two that's thumbs cool. up. One thumb up from me. One, one, one thumb, thumb up from, from me. Gary. We're yeah. the... uh, I do like the young adult and middle grade stuff that's also come out in the higher public era. So if people um, like Rising Storm, there is uh, Daniel Jose Older's Race to Crash Point Tower, which takes place uh, from the perspective of a Padawan who's on... Valo while the Republic Fair is going on. And there's also um Justina Ireland's uh, uh uh I think that one's out of the shadows. I think Into the Dark was the Claudia Gray one I mentioned earlier. Oh, okay, okay. Um Out of the Shadows, which is a Vernestra Rose story, and is what is Ver what Vernestra's been up to and is dealing with. And I thought that was also very good. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, uh, that one also has um Reith Silas, who's introduced into Into the Dark, and I really like him. He's like another Padawan. I think I might like him a little more than I like Bell, just because he's like more of the sort of bookish um, kind of like researcher character at first, who's like learning to be a more like outward, um, like ambitious Jedi, like go get stuff done Jedi. Okay. So he's cool. Also, his uh, his master, Comic Vitus, is the same kind of way. Like most of the missions he's gone on have been like out to old Jedi temples to research ancient histories and things like that. And I just I find that cool. I love that. Yeah, um, I'm wondering how all that's going to be affected by the KOTOR remake that they're making. Yeah, I don't know. I have no idea. And how this stuff will be affected, too, because that's I mean, who knows when that game's coming out. But yeah, because this is I believe Rising Storm is 231 BBY. That sounds right. So it's 231 years before the Battle of Yavin. Which would make it about what, 100 and. No, it's yeah, because he's so Vader's what, 41 at the Battle of Yavin, right? Is that yeah, about I right? I think that's true. That. Yeah, I think that's true. So it's 210 years before Battle or um before Vader. Phantom Menace. Phantom Menace. Yeah. That's wow. funny. Yeah. Anyway. But yeah. Um the only other thing I had was um are you following the Bring Home the Bounty 
merchandise event? Uh, I saw that this is a thing that is happening, but I haven't actually like looked into it yet. Um, so if you go to bringhomethebounty.com, um, it's not story in particular, but they're all merchandise stuff. Um, they're doing sort of a mini like advent calendar thing. Oh, it's not really an advent calendar, but sure. Um, but I, I see what you mean. It's like every week they launch new products that are coming out like that week. Um, and there's some fun uh, stuff in here. One of the ones I really like is build a bear. So it's kind of all over the place. Like they're different things. So they have the, uh-huh. the Lego star Wars advent calendar, but they build a bear has a Bantha plush and uh, a saddle. And that's I love it. Cute. I love that. Um, that's very cute. Um, look at just it. Little, the, it's adorable, Tim. The Kotobukaya, um, Hunter from, uh, from Bad Batch. I really oh, love Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, wow, there's a lot of cool stuff in here. There's a bunch of cool stuff. And then, of course, all the, like, retro... Retro Hasbro uh, figures? Hasbro stuff, which I love. Um, from Mandalorian. So they're supposed to yeah. look like they came out in the 70s. It's cool. But they're all Mandalorian stuff, which I really like. But yeah, just some, some cool little little things like that. I like um, it. I need to... I, there's some stuff on here I'd want, but then I'm like, where would I put it? <laughs> My. I know. There's so many collectibles that, like, if I could afford it and if I had a place to, like, feature stuff, I would buy so many collectibles. Yeah. And then I'm like, what, what, like, what would I? Like, I have a bunch of collectibles that I don't want to get rid of, but I'm sure. still like, you know. There's always more, Tim. Yeah, that's the problem. That's the problem. I have a... Um, I have a whole, like, Marvel shelf. That doesn't surprise like, me at all. It's got, like, Iron Man stuff and all st- all that all that sort of thing. But That's maybe, great. I, maybe I should start a Star Wars one. I do have on my book, on top of my bookshelf right now, I have a Mandalorian uh, that's cool. PVC figure that's pretty cool. He's, like, coming down off his jetpack. Nice. It must be season two. But, Gosh, yeah, I, I like think, that show. I think... He is the coolest Mandalorian. Din Djarin? Din Djarin. Din is pretty great. I do like He's him. He's cooler than Boba Fett. He's... I think he's... Yeah, I just think he's the coolest Mandalorian. <laughs> That's fair. I think Sabine's up there. Bo-Katan's up there. I'm excited for this Boba I think Fett those, show. I think those are the three coolest Mandalorians. We've, we've got a date now. Yeah, uh, they're like, we, we're, they're like, we, we told you it would come out in 2021 and we're squeaking it in there. Uh huh. It's going to be like right at the end. <laughs> this uh, bring home the bounty is leading up to the release of Book of Boba, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So every week up until then, up until they release Book of Boba, there'll be new stuff. So that's cool. it'll be fun to like check it out every week, see what's going on. See so what the, the new stuff one, is, what's coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, As of recording, the first one was. um. The thirteenth. So when this drops, it's the Today. day before, and then every two week, every week, yesterday. Be. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. That'll be fun. We'll have more to talk about. Yeah, I, guess, I want, I'm the... always wondering if the because you know there's little symbols for each week, and I'm wondering if they're giving clues, but it doesn't seem like they are. Because yeah. the first one's a light uh, stormtrooper, and I don't see any like stormtrooper stuff. Stormtrooper stuff in this one. Me neither. 
Oh, I didn't even look at the apparel and accessories. There's so many. Yeah. Oh, you know what we need? I need these classic Grogu Crocs. I need the Gap Star Wars Holiday Collection. They have oh. like a Letterman jacket that has a hood that turns you into Yoda. That's cool. It's great. Yeah, these Crocs are great. The Grogu <laughs> Crocs. The, I don't understand the sunglasses. They don't really look the sunglasses, much. Tim. Yeah, but they're not like Star Wars. They, I guess they are. Oh, and there's the books. There's your... Yep, Star Wars Ronin Star Wars out Visions. this week. Vader Family Sithmas from Jeffrey oh, Brown. From, yeah, from the... Yeah. That's did, all the... Um, what is it? Daddy's Vader's Little, Little Princess. Vader's Little and, Princess and Vader's... Uh -huh. They did all those. those ones. There's like f a four or five of them now, I think. Yeah. Well, they sell really well, so... Yeah. We'll keep writing them, too. Definitely. So that'll be fun. Yeah, I think that was everything yeah. I had, Tim. Yeah. That was good. That's everything I got. Uh, it was good to catch up. Shorter episode this week. That's fine. Sounds good. People will be happy, I'm sure, that we're not chatting for two hours. Yeah, that's true. Uh, although I'm happy. I hope they're happy that we're chatting for a little bit. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So if you, uh, you guys uh, like us, you'll probably like some of the other stuff on Dueling Genre. Yeah. Uh, make sure you check out DuelingGenre.com. Check out some of the uh, other podcasts. Um, there are lots and lots. Uh, I think last time we talked a little bit about True Believers, which is the Marvel podcast. I think their What If episode should be happening soon it if it just hasn't dropped already. today. Perfect. Um, as okay. of recording. So the, the, drop the day before. So um, go check them out over there at, at True Believers. Um, yeah, those guys you, are great. I mean, those are like my two interests. So uh -huh. Marvel and Star Wars are like the big ones. I'm also a big fan of um, Ideal Remake from Sam Gash. That releases every other Tuesday. And basically what they do is they take a classic movie and uh, discuss what the ideal version of a remake for that for that film would be. That's awesome. And uh, they've done a lot of really cool episodes. I think they just crossed their 100th episode recently. So go give them a listen. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I had Sam. I met Sam for the first time when he came on uh, the Dueling Genre Versus for Avatar: The Last Airbender that I hosted, and he was a great guest. He was very fair fun to talk to. So, uh, hoping I can find something for him to remake so that I can go in there and do that. Yeah. That'd be fun. That'd be cool. Uh, yeah. So, and you know, you spoke of Dueling Genre Versus. If you want to become a Patreon, there's a bunch of extra shows. If you look through the Dueling Genre thing and you're like i like all these hosts i like all these guys well yeah. um a bunch of us do uh stuff every week um mm -hmm. in the uh, patreon right uh, now patreon versus is going through a different horror movie every every week during the month of october uh, i think they've already dropped the episode about ghostbusters last week uh, i think this coming week is halloween i'm no, pretty sure that's in... true that's in two weeks. That's in two weeks. Oh, is Paranorman the one that's coming out this weekend? Then? No, I, I meant. Never mind. It was oh. a joke. Oh, oh, oh! Thank you, Tim. Yeah. That's okay. The movie Halloween, right? Uh, and then they're wrapping it up with Trick or Treat the last week of the month. Um, so those should be fun. I was on the Paranorman one with Cass and Norman and Nick Jimenez and had a really good time rewatching that movie. I love that Norman that was on Paranorman. It's, yeah, Norman. Norman told a story. I'm going to spoil this briefly. Okay. 
Norman told a story about skipping watching the movie because it was weird that his, that the character was had the same name as him. And then now that he's watched it, it's like one of his favorite movies because the main character is named Norman. And I just I find it very funny. I mean, that's like me watching Detective Pikachu. Oh, and yeah. The main uh-huh. character's name is Tim and he works Tim. at an insurance company, <laughs> which if you don't know, that's hey, my you. day job. I was like, what the it's heck Tim. is this? See, the thing is, there aren't a lot of Garys that pop up in media. Everybody asks me where SpongeBob is. Yeah. It's okay. Like, everyone. But, but there was Gary O. Everyone made the same Timmy joke from South oh, Park. Oh, like I bet you entire, had to do that for a long time. For uh-huh. like my entire life. That's that's uh, fair. So, yeah. Can't complain. That's just how it goes sometimes. <laughs> yeah. It's one of those. Yeah. But anyway. But yeah, it's... Yeah. um. Don't make because jokes on people's names, guys, because everyone's made it before. They've yeah, heard it. They've Whoever, heard it. What? There's that one light Gary, dark Gary, uh, like shirt meme that goes around every once in a while, and it gets sent to me every single time. Yep. Every single time it goes viral. I've had it on my feed like dozens of times at this point. I'm going to send it to you after this. Fine. That's fine. <laughs> I'm used to it. Yeah. Um, if you want more of us, of course, you can uh, find us on Twitter at NR Archives Pod. Uh, we post our episode uh, links there as well as um, miscellaneous other content, usually things that are related to the episode. I'm probably going to drop that Mark Thompson interview as soon as I find it over there. Um, so you find us there. You can also join us and chat about episodes in the Dueling Genre Discord server that is linked in every episode description for every episode we drop. Um, and if uh, Instagram's more your thing, oh yeah, uh, check us out on Instagram at New Republic Archives. Definitely, we're on there. Uh, and even if that's just a fun way to get um, notified that there's a new episode, um, I you know we try to do go and uh, find a set of some pictures about stuff we've talked about. Yeah, which is you know sometimes a good support there, but been fun, been yeah. a good time. So anyway, yeah. Thanks for listening, guys. Um, it's just uh, so join us in two weeks for our Star Wars Visions Visions episode. Yeah, I don't Uh, think we're going to talk about every episode. I think you and I have pitched maybe each of us and our guest picking like a single episode of the set to talk about. So won't be about all nine, but we'll be deep dives on at least three of them. Yeah, I think it'll be fun. Kind of. We try not to do it too. You know. We we try not well, the scope of the show is to try to deal with like legends and stories and stuff like that and not be like oh we this thing came out we have to talk about it right now so yeah exactly um, this is kind of the closest we'll get is you know a Probably. month and a half or whatever oh, after it after comes it out. came out <laughs> yeah so um, that's just how but it yeah. works out uh, but yeah that's I think it's we're entering it in the archives so yeah, um, until next time. time remember if it's not in the archives it doesn't exist. Tim, tell me, tell me, have, if you haven't stopped recording, tell me about your miniature galaxy theory. 
Oh, you just want this uh, for the end of yes, the episode. Yes, I do. Yes, I do. Okay, so I have a theory that the entire Star Wars galaxy is not like, like people think it's like the size of the Milky Way, right? But I think it's microscopic, like oh. quantum verse. Oh. Size. Uh, and everyone that lives in there is very tiny. And that's why, like, there's things like sound in space. It's because they're not actually in space. Oh. That's why there's, like, weird physics things that it's like, that's not how physics works. But it's because they're not, you know. That's fascinating. Uh, they're not going faster than light because that's not the amount of distance that they have to travel. That's fascinating. So that's my theory is that everyone's really tiny. It's all super tiny. So. That's cute. I like that. <laughs> I'm going to be thinking about this, Tim, for like the rest until we talk again. Yeah. I'm going to go to work tomorrow and be like, y'all, what if the Star Wars galaxy is tiny? Yeah. So that's my that's my theory. Is <laughs> Thank that you. All of that's my tiny galaxy theory. Thank you for your tiny galaxy theory. That delights me. Yep, and okay, now it's going to get out, and then it's going to be on Reddit, and then someone's going to be like, oh, "Good," and I'm going to be like, "This was my idea," and they're like, "No, no, you saw it on Reddit," and I'm like, "No, no, we have <laughs> we have the proof, we have the recording." That's true. It is on the recording. True. That's like oh. it's in the archives now. So it's yeah, in the archives now. now. Tiny galaxy. Tiny galaxies in the archives. Okay. Oh, we've done it. All right. Okay. All right. Well, stop. Yep. <laughs>